0: Hello, and welcome to a brand new season of Survivor Social, the Survivor podcast where we dig into Survivor through the lens of the social element of the game. My name is David, and I am joined by the incomparable Tegwith, and we are also joined by the self-described feral, brave, and friendly legend herself, Survivor 44's Maddie. Maddie, how are you?
1: I'm good, y'all. I'm good, super excited for 45. I feel like it's always a little weird for people to come off of their season but for me like I've had like no feelings except for just like excited and I think you know in May I was sort of hoping like I hope the new cast sucks <laughs> and actually like I freaking love them I think that they're
2: great and I'm I'm really really stoked to feel very good about this season
0: awesome. are you all yeah
2: living I'm living I'm living for the season honestly I know that the people we'll talk about this later but I know people are polarized on the first episode but I'm all in I loved it so much I was so happy for all of it so uh I'm I'm super stoked to see where 45 takes us this season yeah
0: if this is any implication of what's to come it's going to be a chaotic mess and i am very excited for it with some a lot of good people to root for maybe some people to root against we'll dig into it um but before we get started make sure to like and subscribe to survivor now on podcasts here on on spotify and on youtube and be sure to send us your opinions at survivor Social pod at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at survivor socialites. And before we be begin with some questions that we have gotten from some fans, Maddie, I want to ask you, what's your go-to Madonna song at karaoke?
3: Ooh,
1: okay. Like a Prayer. What a great question, David. Thank you. Um, and I'm going to throw it back at you. Like a Prayer. And then the sleeper hit that people don't play enough is Ray of Light. It's so good. Or Ooh. Jump.
0: Mm. Love, love
2: her. Icon. Love her.
0: Quality choices. The jean jacket, I, the jean jacket iconography of just like, yeah, ray of light. It's so underappreciated. Your the story. fact
1: that you know, are you a Madonna stan?
0: I am a big Madonna stan. I honestly, okay, like the fact that Vogue was on the B side and like people don't even know there was a B track, like, come on. This, David, Madonna is iconic.
2: We'll have to sidebar. Tag, do you listen to Madonna at all? I'm, uh, I'm going to say my favorite Madonna song has got to be Vogue, but the Sue Sylvester version off of Glee. So, like, <laughs> I'm probably not the biggest Madonna person in the world, but that music video is definitely top ten music videos of all time. Uh, and it's, I mean, it wouldn't be here without Madonna. So, love Madonna. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Did we get a comment from, from Emily herself?
2: Oh, my God. Emily. I'm Emily,
0: if I'm this aware. is you, Emily, I am obsessed. Emily, what's, Emily? Your, what's your favorite Madonna song, Emily? Yeah. Most importantly.
1: <laughs> I need to know, Emily, if that's really you, please. Tec- wait, yeah. can you text me so I know that's really you? Although, can Emily's cousin text me or whatever we're supposed to say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I would have to oh, say man. right now, my favorite Madonna song is either Secret Or hmm, Secret or the one from the one she won like a Grammy from, from Bedtime Stories or whatever. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, take a bow. Take a bow.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. The music video. I thought I knew Madonna. I don't. I clearly don't. I've known none of these songs that have been brought up right here. This is very embarrassing for me. Wait, you guys. Hot off the press. Emily's cousin is actually
0: here.
1: Emily's cousin!
0: We really love her. Yes. Ellie,
1: yes, We love you, even though it's not really you not you, you at all. love
0: your cousin so much, like absolutely yeah. obsessed. Also, obsessed. Emily's Update. from Maryland.
1: <sighs> Material girl. Material oh my girl. god, I'm so obsessed with her. And she and she came for my boy Bruce too. So like that's how you know the love is real. Yes, yeah. Like I have to. I contractually, by being besties with Bruce, have to have Bruce's back. But I was like, Bruce, I love her. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, everything she's saying is so right. Ugh, we'll, yeah. we'll get into it.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And that actually ties into one of our listener questions, so we can start with that. So, who says this? So many people. Geo asks for all three of you. Would you rather be stuck on an island with Bruce or Jeff Probst?
1: Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you guys go first. Uh, that's like I don't know because here's the problem. I think I'm gonna probably have to say Bruce, and it's not because I don't love Jeff Probst. That's not the reason why. It's just I feel like Jeff and I have nothing in comic except for, except for like loving Pete Wentz. Like I feel like that uh, other than Survivor and like loving Pete Wentz, I feel like Jeff probably gets like so sick of like you know like rando's talking about survivor with him probably or maybe he loves it i don't know uh, but i feel like bruce and i might have some other common ground but i feel like jeff and i it's like he plays tennis with pete wentz like fallout boys a their band so like there's that and that's it so i'm gonna have to go with bruce David, I need to know what's yours. Yeah.
0: Bruce, no question. I'm from Connecticut. I think there's like a Connecticut, Rhode Island, like New England yeah. connection. I just love his sense of humor from what I've seen of him. And yeah, sorry, Jeff. I just feel like Jeff Jeff's sort of Jeff sort of in like uncanny valley territory at times with like the plastic surgery. And so I'm like a little bit like
1: I feel like he would be was scary really good to wake these up days. next too. I do I agree. I agree. Was, but
2: these days I think it's great.
0: I don't know, maybe think... it's just because I was re-watching Cook Islands and there was like Peak Jeff with the cowboy hat and has like, yeah. oh yeah. But... Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. The Cowboy hat is so
1: good. Maddie, Maddie, what's your answer? I would love to hear Jeff answer this question, turn around, because I, I'm I'm notoriously not a Jeff kind of girl. And it's nothing about me liking Jeff or Jeff not liking me. It's like Jeff has a certain kind of like female player that he roots for, and I don't think that I'm it. Mm-hmm. Um so but then again, like I love Bruce. he's like my brother, dad, whatever he is. but I also spent a long time with him on Ponderosa and and we love each other, but we also drove each other crazy. So it's like, can I pick either? Like, <laughs> the <laughs> thing with Jeff is I actually think we're very similar, like very dominant personalities, very um, like intense. Um, one thing I love about Jeff is it was really fun to see him when the cameras stopped rolling. like he's very self-deprecating, which so am I. And when his guard was down, like, I really, really liked what I saw. But when he's in control mode, I'm like, we are, we both like to be in control. So neither we, mm, every time we talked, it was like, nah, nah, nah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love Jeff Probst, so much respect. Um, it's really cool out there to see him. He, he truly, really runs the whole show. And um, it's kind of hard to see criticism for him out there. Cause I'm like, you guys don't understand like the talent that this person has. Like it's, and I have no reason to want to like I don't know, embellish because I was out first, and I don't really think I'm his cup of tea anyway. And still, I have to say, like, props to the dude. Like, he's very, he's quite talented. Anyway, don't put me on an island with either of them, please. <laughs> <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs> All right. I, oh Neither.
0: We'll we'll opt for it. the third option of Madonna. <laughs> yep.
2: The unfiltered.
0: So, Dog Dad Dom eighty five asks Maddie, "How do you think you would have fared with the season forty five cast?"
1: It's a good question. Um, Yeah, I've been thinking about this one because I saw it on the Instagram. I think that um, looking at this cast, it's obviously a young cast. I mean, there's like, what, seven 28-year-olds and I'm 29. At the time I played, I was 28. So, you know, this is a cast for someone like me. I think it's more of a challenge for people who are maybe a 28-year-old who feels like an older spirit or maybe someone a little bit younger Um, or, you know, like a Bruce or, um, Julie, who I love. Um, so I think I've, I mean, I've met some of these people's cousins and we, from a social perspective, like really just very naturally like vibe. So I have to say that I think I would like go further than I did on my season. Um, but who's, who's to say, I don't know. Our season, I think was more of like, um an old school survivor where it's like people from different it felt like it was a bit more of like varied paths of life and different ages and things like that so um this one's like a little bit more homogenous in terms of age but really interesting still I love like all the really big personalities and yeah I think i I've, I probably would have done okay. I'm 45.
0: (laughs) So, so what you're saying is that survivor 44 was casted like a microcosm of the real world. Like what survivor was initially supposed to be. Oh my God. That's incredible. I can't even fathom that idea. I'm shocked
1: by that. (laughs) Yeah. I was actually texting Kane earlier and we were saying that Lulu is a little bit like rat too. um, And probably more like the 44 cast like blown out because it feels like a tribe where like, it's not really meshing and, and there are like two people that really mesh and it's obvious who and Kane and I, it's not in the edit for 44, but we're like, that's us. Like we were the only two that were like a natural duo from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. There's commonalities, but it's a pretty different cast. It's a very different like setup. I think it'll be a really different season, a really different game. Um, yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, awesome. Do we have time for one more question before we start? Let's do it. Cool. So the last question that we have here is from Mike L. And he asks, Maddie, what was your audition tape like? What do you think caught casting's attention?
1: Um, My audition tape is crazy. Um, (laughs) It's like I come in like on a bikini, on a skateboard, and I'm like, I could probably remember what I said. I was like, sassy, scrappy, iconic, yeah. humble, can you tell i a middle child? The Madonna of Survivor, well, 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 like saying all this crazy shit. And then I was like, didn't, didn't even say my name. I was like, don't you wanna know my name? Like very um, provocative, which is sort of my thing. So my, I had tried for years and years and I was like, well, like, you know, to, to get on Survivor, either of you could be on you very charismatically. Like you have to have some charisma, right? So hmm. I was always just trying to be likable in my tapes and it wasn't working. And then I was like, who gets on Survivor as like a young female? And I was like, oh, the divisive people.
2: So <laughs>
1: I just sort of like big brained it and was like, okay, I'll stop trying to be likable. And I'll just lean into like my more provocative sides, which are less likable, but more, I guess, like alluring to casting. And so, yeah, that was the tape that did it. So none of my nice tapes made it. The, t- the tape where I was like, I'm very divisive and um which is all real but it's just like you know normally you you t- like tamper that kind of side of yourself and in this I was like <laughs> 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 um yeah I thought about releasing it but there's like personal stuff in there and I'm like you guys don't deserve to know about me <laughs> <Fuck you all."> <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm like if I didn't get to tell my story on the show I'm like maybe I'll just keep it to myself uh but I have thought about it I might release it it's kind of fun
0: yeah, maybe, maybe for you know, if we start like a Kickstarter and people <laughs> people fund it, you know, maybe for the right 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 dollar amount. I
1: guess you I said to reframe to answer the question, I'd say like my advice to folks is like don't try to be likable. Try to be, um, try to show tension and like mm-hmm. um, say why you'd be good for the show, but also why you'd be bad, and show how you're likable, but also how you're unlikable. It's that self awareness that they're really looking for, um, and if you don't have
2: that. You won't get cast. <laughs> or, or uh, if you're super unaware of what's going around you in kind of a funny way, maybe you will also get cast that way. Very true. Like Delulu or like yeah. Hyper self-aware. Yeah. 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 You gotta be, you gotta be on like one of the ends. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, thanks so much, Ollie. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Keep your fingers crossed. Um, which I guess leads to the last question from a listener that we have that I'm willing to willing to share. Because some of them, one was asking about your opinions on Survivor Thailand. And I don't think that's a good use of our time. Oh, but-
1: <laughs> slide into my DMs. We can, we can have a dialogue.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. I'll send that person your way. The last <laughs> question was, do you ever see Survivor in the cards for you ever again?
1: I wish. I, you know, it's funny because, like, a lot of the comments after my season were, like, that I was, like, delusional or whatever. And it's, like, I'm actually very practical. And practically speaking, I'm probably never going to play Survivor again. Like, I know that. But I also, like, think that if there was a certain theme that had to, like, be fit into, I'd probably be a name. But I don't know. I don't think I'm Jeff's cup of tea. I went out first. Like, I don't think that we're going to have a returning season until... 50 I, I don't know. I don't want to say too much, but these are I probably won't play again, which is it sucks.
2: <laughs> but Let me play so the that, that your boot episode is probably one of the best premiere episodes of recent memory in my opinion. I like I vividly remember being like watching that episode and just like freaking out and I'm pretty sure I sent you this video of like me reacting to your boot being like I was so sh- I was so shocked and I'm pretty sure I was speechless for like 10 minutes after the episode, which never happens. If you know anything about me is I am rarely speechless. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the fact that I just was like so shocked. I think about, I literally think about that episode often. And so I, you know, I would, I would love for a, for a Maddie, a Maddie season, just like make a season around you. That would be like, that's great. <laughs> you That's You're so crazy. sweet. Thanks. Yeah, Island, yeah, I would do I would do it differently if I could. Literally,
1: like today, Kane texted me and he was like, because he, he just caught up on forty five, and he was like, "I wish we had that straightforward of a tribal." And I was like, "Kane, we could have." Like it was like me trying to like be stubborn and have my way and all these things. And and um, it's funny because like people are like, go out there and swing for the fences and la la la. And I'm like, honestly. Play it safe. <laughs> Learn from me. Like maybe you won't ever get to make your big move, but like go enjoy the island and stay as long as you can. Like, don't do what I did. That would, I would seriously, like, I would do it differently. I really would. Mm. Just because like three days that. is not enough for as much time as you put into trying to get out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you. I'm glad you like my episode. <laughs> like, I'm like, I love it. Okay, I would do it differently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that does make a lot of sense whether or not people want to hear it. If the theme of Survivor is adaptation, evolutionarily, if we're going to get like nerdy for a second, the traits that are the most successful in life—and I just don't—I don't mean humans, but I mean like animals and plants—when people think survival of the fittest, fittest doesn't mean the strongest, fittest doesn't mean the largest or the loudest or the most bold. That means whoever can adapt to the situations in the environmental environment around them the best. And usually, that does not call for you being, you know, a firecracker and insane and popping off all the time. So totally totally co-sign that
1: (laughs) yeah there is an element when you're out there where you're like I have to deliver and I'm like a very um principled person so everything I said during casting I did Mm. and like it's just my pride I was like well I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna go out and do this this and this and not do it so my first opportunity to do it I did it and that's also like some advice I would give someone trying to play is like don't be foolish like don't get caught up in the moment don't don't try to, like, stay to your word in casting. Like, go out there and try to win a million dollars. My friend made a million dollars. Like, it can be you if, if you mm-hmm. get the opportunity. So, it's, the stakes are real. And anyway, <laughs>
0: <laughs> 44. Well, 44 is in the past. 45 yes. It is. It is oh your time God. to shine. So, Whatever. there we are. 45 starts. We can do hard things. Some of us can't. Apparently, but a what lot a of choice. us can. So that's what a good a thing, right? I know
2: a that was- it was kind of it's kind of shady. Like what? A, like what? are the producers were like, "What is going to be the the name of the episode?" And 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 I just was like, I felt like it was like there are a couple of shady things this episode that I felt like pr- production did, and that was one. And the second one, not to skip forward, but I'm skipping a little bit when Jeff was like, "Bruce, watch your head." I'm like, "Don't okay, don't make the same thing, but just inclined." You know what I mean, <laughs> and then they watch your head like you're. That said, that seemed like a little, little bit of a yeah, a, a dig. But um, a couple of things. I was like, what are they doing? Yeah. I feel like they're calling us. It's crazy. Did they in the episode do a throwback
1: to Bruce hitting his head? Where did I yeah. see that? Maybe At the Baron's mother Oh my gosh, that like moment seeing that it actually makes me like for Clemp. Like it, it has a visceral like i have a visceral reaction to it um it's crazy like it doesn't matter where i am if i see it i'm like, like it just makes me like it was so real it happened literally five minutes and dust starting it's crazy so seeing him do those challenges in 45 i am like watch your fucking head dude yeah.
3: <laughs> <I'm> <laughs>
1: um, it was crazy those challenges yeah. are fun i think they were more fun than ours i think they're more dynamic i think they're like yeah bigger better yeah as
0: much as i agree with you i have a feeling brandon on the other hand did not (laughs) agree with that yeah um but okay so there we are in on the boats we got some cocky confessionals from drew right off the bat i'm one of the smartest people you've had on the show and my immediate reaction was and shut up and i'm sure he's gonna be great and there's gonna be so many things that i love about him but and i know that you know he wants to come out strong right um but what a bold claim i guess we should have seen him during the sweat and savvy try and do the savvy part i guess but uh. that's a good
1: point david i wonder if he could have done it we should ask him
0: yeah i've seen i've seen the solutions online it does not look easy by any means yeah i don't know how anyone would have done that i
1: mean i like to see people fail so i was very happy with that outcome when we yeah. when we did our sweat and savvy, I knew that like no matter what happened, we would achieve it. Cause I just don't think that, that they're they're that hard. Which is why I was so upset that we didn't do savvy, because I was like, we can totally do it. Like mm-hmm. they've all been achievable. But this one, like, it's nice to see the stakes get a little higher. And that's really brutal. Like you can't imagine the way it feels to be like, I'm not going to have any warmth tonight. It is fucking freezing out there. Um, so it's hard because it doesn't really translate on the show, but that feeling of them returning and saying, we didn't bring anything back. Oh my gosh. And then the paranoia of like, did they really not bring anything back? It's I so happy they failed. I thought it made for a really interesting wrinkle to the premiere.
2: I agree. I totally agree. And the thing that I was also thinking was, I remember, um, in like the last three premieres, I was like, what? I kind of thought that the sweat and savvy was almost a waste of time. I was like, okay, just show us that they did it. Don't show us how they figured it out and just show us that they have the stuff at the end. Like, this is like a waste of screen time. Show us camp life instead. I don't care because it felt like a guarantee. And so then when they cut to this, I was like, Oh my God, they're wasting our time again. But it wasn't because it wasn't a guarantee. So I did love the fact that like, it wasn't like, you know, it's, it's one of those things again, where you can't always, nothing is guaranteed on survivor. You know, they Jeff loves to say that. And, and this is one of those things that reminded, reminded the viewers that like, they didn't earn this and they really didn't earn this again. So I was, I was super happy that they made it a little bit more challenging and made it the fact that they had to do it like together. I thought it was super interesting.
1: Yeah. Who yeah. stood out to y'all during that um,
2: sweat and savvy for me, Brando. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I wouldn't have honestly like looking at him, I would not have pegged that he was going to be like someone who would have uh, even like, like done that sweat part because he's like he's small he's a small he's person small yeah he's really small and so the fact that like they were only a couple of like logs or from the edit it looked like they were only a couple of logs behind um caleb and who was caleb with again sabaya, sabaya yeah. caleb and sabaya i was like wow either jake really carried the team on his back which maybe yeah. could be the case um or like brando really put in work which i thought was really impressive so just because of that i i i was he's the one that stood out to me a lot yeah Yeah, I thought he's super likable
1: and just like relatable and normal. And um, that's like very important out there because people start acting weird (laughs) when the cameras come on. And so the people that act normal and are and are not putting on a show are really refreshing. And that's from a social game aspect like that pays dividends. It's like very important to be able to just like act like a normal freaking person when you're out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just refreshed by how normal he was acting. I was like, yes, he feels like a friend, like someone I could just sit on the couch and talk to. David, what That's about amazing. you? Who did you like during this one, Savvy?
0: Yeah, I'd have to say Brando too. I wish that we saw potentially more friction. I wish that we also potentially saw Um, one of the tribes just give up and say, I'm going to help this other tribe and try and make an alliance with those other two people. I really like when they're um, cross-tribal alliances I always think back to token genes and the fact that there was almost an exile alliance that could have potentially changed the game and I am always interested to see even when Claire last season was you know chatting it up when she was sitting out I always think about those moments and so for me I always think there are other people around this is an opportunity that you can potentially mingle and get someone on your side never hurts um, especially before they've gotten to know their tribe super duper well you can mm-hmm. be that first impression that really maybe helps in the long term so Brando slash all of them slash I feel like it was a slight missed opportunity but I liked all of them
1: yeah yeah it's it's a good cast like I feel like everyone's likable and and even that like you mentioned Drew and like an unlikable moment for me it depends on what kind of people you like like I like complicated people like he's he's not like at first um glance like someone that you would be like he's super like nice (laughs) or like you know whatever humble but he's interesting to me. And I like, I want to see the layers to him. And it's like, that's what he's fronting with, but what's behind that? Like, it just makes me curious. So I think like, and I really like the way this was edited. I thought everyone got, uh, well, I actually saw the confessional count. So it it wasn't actually like very even, but it felt like everyone popped Mm -hmm. and we saw a bit of everyone. And in the sweat and savvy, I like fell in love with Sabaya. Um, again, a normal freaking person who is relatable and like inspiring to watch her talk herself through that challenge and um, to see the bond with Caleb that they're suffering beside one another. And like he's inspired by the way that she's rooting him on and all that. It's like so human. And that's to me like the best survivor is when Mm -hmm. people are having genuine connections and we see it and we don't just hear about it. um, And it's not force fed to us. Like I just, Oh, it's such a good premiere. I loved it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
0: Struggle does bond you. And I I feel like that's going to be, I can understand why, and we'll get to Emily, why she would be uh, a little worried about a, Duo, um, but I'm glad that we got to see this duo shine and and get closer to another. I do want to back up a little bit back to the barge where we get some really good moments. We hear the first of Kendra and her Drew Barrymore esque voice, which I absolutely love. If she had a talk show, I would listen. And we also hear from Emily about Bruce being mentally prepared and having an advantage and. Not the best social move right off the bat, but I certainly enjoyed it as a viewer. What did, what did you both think?
2: Oh, well, I honestly, when she said that, like i the editing was so great in this moment. I just want to say, I love when it's almost like, like Ryan and I watched Jaws recently and like, you don't see, like you don't see what's going on underneath the water, but you know, something's coming. Right. And that's kind of how I felt in that moment when, Bruce was like talking and then they kept cutting to Emily. I was like, Oh my gosh, like something is about to happen here and I can feel it bubbling up. I was so excited. So I loved the editing first and foremost. Um, but also I just was like, so, and I, this is when I always think to myself, like what actually happened? Like, was it actually like this moment? Like they're might, there probably wasn't like this, but if it was, I was like, wow, she, Oh, she did. She really did. She just did that. Like I, that was the thought I had. She just did that. And wow. I, I got like a big smile on my face because I was like, yes, we are like 42 seconds into this season and there's already some chaos and I am absolutely here for it. Like I I love it. And the and the faces that Bruce was making just like like I was like, Bruce, I totally get it. Cause I was kind of like going back between like, why would you say that about Bruce? And then like, I love this. I was like conflicted internally in myself. So I thought it was like an amazing moment and what a like iconic way to essentially kick off the season, right? Like we're five minutes into the episode and this is already happening and they're not even on the same tribe. Like it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. She's epic. I freaking love her. I think like
1: as someone who played um I have a big personality I'm very direct like Emily and so being like you know seeing some of myself in her I think that's what you do as a viewer you see yourself in people and that's who you like or don't like or want you imagine who you would work with and who you wouldn't work with and it's really fun to watch as a fan again but I see a lot of myself in Emily and how direct she is and all I was wanting to do on that mat was stifle who I am and shove it down and just be quiet and I gave some like I was the first person to get a question on the mat For my season, and I said something lame, and it didn't make the edit because I said something totally vanilla. Because I didn't want to out myself. The first thing I said. So to be watching after our season and see this woman just out herself immediately and say like, "This is who I am," and I like have a like contrarian opinion. And I one, it's so brave. It's so refreshing as someone who played the game and felt like I like really pushed down who I was. And then also, everything she said was freaking right. Like it's true everything she said and i thought bruce did a really good job i, I was with him when i watched the, the premiere and i thought he did a really good job of um like angling his responses in a way that wasn't too um aggro but also sort of like disqualified what she said but her points were so true that they still held weight like just like i was like she still made her point even though you tried to deflect and he did a great job and it's like that's if you're going to say something then it, it has to have impact that will outweigh the like social repercussion of being outed as someone who is outspoken and going to throw you under the bus. I just thought that it was I don't I don't actually think it was bad gameplay and I think some people were commenting that it was. And um, if she can make it through this critical point of like it being a popularity contest and people keeping you because they like being around you. I think it will play to her advantage because then she is positioned as someone who is not just overwhelming, overwhelmingly liked by everyone, um, which makes you a huge target in survivor. Um, So I liked it. And just as a viewer, I liked it. So I don't think it was bad gameplay. I won't say it was like, you know, I won't say if it's good or bad gameplay, but I don't think it was bad. And uh, from a viewing perspective, I thought it was really fun. And much respect to Emily as someone who played. It's hard to just like open your mouth like that. So,
0: very yeah. cool. Absolutely, it does take it does take a lot of nerve to be able to do that, which I admire. And I I do worry though. I think about those contestants in the past who have called out captains or people overturned. Like I think about South Pacific and Christine being like well, coach is just a temporary player. And, you know, Emily didn't say that in the same way. But I also think this really opens up a really interesting conversation about returning players because the text,
1: Mm -hmm. the text
0: is they're a threat. Mm -hmm. But the subtext is everyone's still going to want to work with them or a lot of people are going to want to work with them. Like if you think back to Guatemala when it was the first time they did that, people were still itching to work with Bobby, John and Stephanie. Maybe it's because they were starstruck, but a, a large part of it is they do have knowledge they mm-hmm. do have things that you want. So it mm-hmm. benefits you. And yeah, the, the text is that they're a threat. The subtext is people, are, yeah, inevitably are going to work with them.
1: If, if people want to feel that they have something to benefit from someone, because I think a lot of the personalities that play Survivor, and now everyone's a huge fan is like, you want to do it on your own. It's a very ind- individualistic game. And it's an individualistic venture. So you want to be the star. You want to be the um, person who carves your own path. Nobody wants, I think, now to be led to the well and told to use the smoke to fend off bugs. And they want to say, no, I watched and I know. And so when we see Bruce at camp telling them, don't weave pom fronds, it's a waste of time. Absolutely true. Everyone who's ever played Survivor will tell you that. But it's like, Bruce, they don't want to hear that. So it, it's interesting. I think that the time, you're totally right, David, in, in your analysis of like what has happened in the past, but I think things are changing where like this is a game that each person wants to own themselves and these returning players are, I think, seen as being in the way.
0: Oh, Otel, about- you, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. That is so weird. <laughs> wow, I don't know, her... Her, her opinions were just too hot they broke the internet <laughs> yeah
2: yep okay. you're back all right no all i all i was gonna say was i just think i think that's a very very well put and a very good perspective or interesting perspective because i never actually thought about that because i always you know am just like thinking about like oh gosh you really want to get these threats out because you because they're a threat right they're a returning but i had never really put it into the perspective of of like people might not want to work with these people nowadays just because you kind of want to do it on your own and make it on your own and pull yourself up by your own bootstraps and, and not wanting to be told some things. Um, and, and I feel like it's a very interesting perspective. And the weirdest thing about this, all of it, in my opinion, coming, going into the season was in my head, I was like, I, why would anyone think that Bruce was a threat? Because I, I said this, I've said this on some of my lives or my TikToks or whatever. I'm like, I've been concussed many times and like you are, I'm, I have no memory of any of that. And so there is obviously like, you have to, you know, get up, get work your way up to like the, all the pregame stuff and all this stuff. But him on the beach, it's probably gone for him or at least fuzzy. Because like when I got my first concussion, I don't have any memory until like 24 hours later. Um, And so like, I was just in that, that was my, my brain thinking like, oh man, if Bruce on the season, he was, I mean, he, if I'm on the season with Bruce, like he's, He was injured. He was like, and he wasn't just like, oh, my leg is injured, which is bad. I'm not saying it's not. But it's like you, your mind, it's your mind. And like, he clearly, I don't know. And so it's, it was so wild to me to think that like people right away were clocking him as a threat or Mm -hmm. something. Because I like going into it was like, there's no way, there's no way because- he if anything he maybe doesn't even remember like more I don't know but so seeing also that whole interaction I was like kind of shocked that it happened not only because you know I, I was shocked that she even said anything on the boat but also I was shocked that it was even that big of a deal because I was just like I I didn't even think it would be anything. I was like oh yeah he was barely season, yeah. you know what I mean
0: yeah well it, it can be blown up because it's one thing that everyone can agree upon sets him apart from everybody else so if you've got that ammunition you really don't need any other reason especially in the beginning if you're fishing for a super easy reason it's like okay sure, sure. he's the, the different one from the rest of us yeah Bye.
1: and I have to say tag like what you're saying is true and Bruce will say that too like I didn't even get to play what advantage do I have on people but as someone who played hearing what Emily said is absolutely true is so much of what you're dealing with in those first three days is imposter syndrome and am i a like like a flub was i supposed to be here like what um like the i don't know these people are like talking more than me like am i extroverted enough or you're just in your head like a lot and bruce already knows he's supposed to be there he has now been hand selected twice to play survivor and I do think that that's an advantage. He's been through the five days of silence in pregame silence. It drives you crazy. If we're all extroverts and we identify ourselves by bouncing ourselves off of other people, what happens to you when you no longer have people to talk to for almost a week, you lose your identity. You have an identity crisis. Truly this happens in pregame. And so he does have an advantage on them. He's hitting that beach fresher less in his head. Um, And with those, you know, more basic tactical, like, I know that we need to get water before the sun goes down. Things that you would not think would matter that do matter in those early days. So I think that, like, he's right that he thinks I don't have anything on any of you. And she's right to say, no, you do. And you're already speaking with authority. And oh, my gosh, I loved it. I thought it was she really dunked on my man. I love him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great, great moment. Yeah. and so the first challenge happens reba reba mcintyre the the, fa- the fancy tribe wins the tribe supplies which fancy is a cover by the way i just need people to know that i think it's common misconception that that reba wrote fancy she did not bobby <laughs> yeah, gentry
2: the big takeaway from this podcast everybody is bobby
0: bobby gentry did fancy first It's a little more, a little, little more bluesy, has a little bit more twang to it. You're welcome.
1: (laughs) Y'all, what does Reba mean in Fijian? It means falcon, I think, or hawk. Okay. Yeah. I'm seeing, I Googled it. I'm seeing pictures of birds. Yeah. It's like a hawk. (laughs) All the
2: names are hawk. It's Lulu is an owl. um, Reba is a hawk. And, um, Belo, I think is an egret or like a, uh,
0: water bird bird
2: or something. Yeah. Which tribe do you all think that you
1: would fit on best? Tag, you're wearing the yellow tribe,
2: which what is a choice. <laughs> so what I'm gonna do for all of these podcasts is I'm gonna wear the buff of the tribe that goes to tribal council in like support. Okay,
3: uh, but I also cute.
2: feel like I would. Uh, I kind of want to be on Lulu. I don't know why. I I just I feel like Brandon and I would get it along really well. Um, I actually. might be the odd person out, but I really like Brandon. I think he's being so real. Like if anything, that is how, that's probably how I would be. I would probably be crying a lot. Um, Be very, not, maybe not great TV, but I would be very, like I think about, when I, my first week of college, like I talked about this in another thing, my first week of college, it was like my entire live stream to go to my college. And my first week of college, I was an absolute wreck because I was like, okay, I'm here now. What do I do? Yeah. This is my entire life stream. What do I, do? I've been working for this since I was five years old. What do I do now? Do I just like continue on? And I kind of was like how Brandon yes. <laughs> he's on there. No, it's, it's really relatable. Kind of- it's you're, if if you've been working for this for forever, what do you do? You know, yeah. so I kind of am like, I love Brandon, so I I feel like I'd want to be on Lulu. Long story short, I love Brandon
1: too. Go Brandon, David. Yeah. What which tribe would you want to be on?
0: Honestly, I think I'd I'd, I'd want to be on Bellow because automatically you're with bruce which is just mm-hmm. like amazing and i i just i just love bruce but i also really love the the all girls alliance on bellow as well and i was ho- i would hope that i could like be like i'll be your gay best friend take me in we can take out all of the men just save me for last and that would be my <laughs> appeal um not not sure if it would work but um and and kelly's from connecticut so i think we would have that in yes. common but um yeah, I'd probably say Bellow. Yeah. You know? What about you, Maddie?
1: Um, I'm attracted to chaos, so probably Lulu. <laughs> but obviously, like, the tribe that I think is, like, in best standing is... I actually wouldn't say Bellow. I would say Reba seems to yeah. have the most... Um, I don't know. I would say, like, mellow people.
2: They're the only ones that took their shoes off when they were doing that first... Thing, which really bugged me. So at the on the on the barge on the on the boat, like when you jump in the water, for some reason only Reba took off their shoes, hmm. and when Brandon was having trouble getting out of the water, I'm like, firstly, you're wearing tennis shoes. Like that is so weighing you down. Don't yes. jump into the water with finishes on if you can avoid it. And if you don't need them, like if you're walking across a balance beam, maybe you need your shoes. Like if you have other things, maybe you need your shoes. But in this challenge, you did not need your shoes. And Reba were the only ones. And I said it. And then Steven Fishback tweeted it like four times. And I was like, yeah. okay, fine. I'm not the only one that saw this. Thank goodness. Yeah. It's such, it really that's such
1: a small detail and a really good point because and that's almost like second player move to take your second time player move to take off your shoes, because I don't remember a ton from playing Survivor or the challenges because you're in like total, like throw your body at the wall mode. Like you're you're panicked. Um, but I remember hitting the water on our first immunity challenge and swimming and feeling my sneakers. And you're not thinking about anything. You're just thinking like, go, go, go. And the only other thing I remember besides go, go, go is, oh, my God, I'm swimming in sneakers and it's harder. Uh, so it's it that's so real and yeah. really interesting that they took their shoes off I wonder if someone read like a reddit thing or who commanded that like we gotta we gotta find that out
2: yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I thought it was because I mean I'm I'm originally from Florida and so I have swum with swam swum with my shoe with like swim before swimming on accident like I fell into I've done boat. swam you yeah just, that. or like jeans <laughs> never get into water with yeah. jeans they just collect they just weigh you down, and and tennis shoes. I was like, take your shoes off, please. Yeah. I hope they learned. I hope yeah. I hope Brendan and everyone has learned to take your shoes. I
0: off. think I think it's the the country spirit of Reba McIntyre herself. <laughs> I spoke to them and told them to do that. She said, "I'm a man. I'm a country woman. I am of nature. You got to mm-hmm. be barefoot to do this." Mm-hmm. I also think back to Crystal Cox and Gabon in the first challenge when she's talking about her like ten pound heavy shoes, and I I, I don't know why, but that always stuck with me, and I was like was bad nope um especially i water, love the callbacks
1: but... david you're an encyclopedia it's so good unfortunately it's wild
0: unfortunately when i close my eyes i just see <laughs> you pick a season and just like it's a rolodex that's just how it works that's um awesome. so but thank you so i have a question so maddie you tell me do you think bruce can be the crazy drunk uncle bruce that he wants to be does he have that in him is that the essence of bruce
1: That is the essence of Bruce. I would say that Bruce is more naturally crazy drunk uncle than he is dad. And he is like totally a family man and like so sweet and he's coach and he puts everyone before himself. But he also is a Leo and a huge personality. And there's a reason he was cast on Survivor. And sometimes I wonder, I'm like, did they cast him as the family man, which is one side of him? Or did they cast him as like this maniac who I know and love? Um, but I think we're getting crazy drunk Uncle Bruce. I don't think we're getting Survivor 44 like football coach Bruce. I think I think we're getting like he uh, he's playing with house money. Like I think he's like fuck it, <laughs> um, as he should. As yeah.
2: he has. yes, absolutely should. Yeah, yeah.
1: I hope I we. Think I, hope- I think he can pull it off. The question is, as we talked about, like the the whole cast is young. And as someone who was on Ponderosa with Bruce and a bunch of young people, I mean, it's, it's isolating. And he spent a lot of time with us, but there were times where he would have to go and go off by himself or just go off with me or, or whoever he felt like was his, the person who could be an adult with him. And so I wonder like, who will that be on Bello knowing him and knowing that like any person trying to keep themselves sane far away from home, like needs that. So I'm curious to see who that person is for him and, how he integrates with this younger crowd?
0: Yeah, that will be really interesting. I saw in the, the preview for next week's episode, he was getting wild, oh and <laughs> we'll see how we'll see how that ends up for Bruce. Oh my God. I, I'm keeping my fingers, true. toes, everything crossed for Bruce. And so, because Reba won the opening challenge, the other two tribes have to do the sweat and savvy. We talked about that, um, but just to clarify, yes, neither neither tribe was able to win. And so as a result of that, they were still empty-handed. And then we go back to camp. And first, before we hear about the skepticism from Emily, we do hear from from Hannah, I'm just not a survivorly person. I just want to lay down in the shelter that we don't have, but I want to lay down in it anyway. And was this the first red flag for either of you? Or did you just brush it off like, ah, eh, she's just, you know, a fish out of water. She's like Ceri in Panama, where she's like, I don't like leaves, like... What did you feel?
1: She seemed well adjusted besides what she was saying, right? She was speaking with um, confidence and she seemed present and it seemed like she was adapting. Yeah. But otherwise it felt like her central nervous system seemed to be like intact. Whereas like Brandon seemed a little bit like, like he was trying to catch up, you know, catch his breath and like, actually like, you know, hierarchy of needs, like get himself together. She seemed grounded and observing her the way her life would be changing and was reckoning with that. It didn't for me it didn't register right away that this was going to be like something that would just unravel into like a fatal ending.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I don't know what do you think Tag?
2: I I totally agree. I felt like uh, I, the, the word that came to my mind when I was when after reflecting on all this is like she was very present in in my mind. Like mm-hmm. she was like aware of what was going on in the, in the sense that like, you know, when you, when you have like a, when you're, when you're hurt or something, ah, you're like, oh, my arm hurts. But I I'm like, I can work through it because you're aware of the pain, but you're like, kind of like, ah, oh, no, I'm fine. I'll work through it. That's kind of how I, I kind of saw it. Like I'm aware of something that's wrong, but you know, because I'm aware of it, I can kind of help myself get through it. Uh, it's kind of how I saw it. um And, and so I, it wasn't until, Um honestly, I it honestly wasn't until tribal that I I I even got the sense because I just kind of felt I I didn't even think of a world in which that this would be a possibility. Um, because it hasn't happened in such a long time. I mean, in this way. Um, so I was just kind of shocked. I I Ryan put the idea in my head where he was worried that Brandon was gonna get voted out. And then because Brandon was voted out, then she would leave because he was like the back, like that, like it was gonna be like a double thing. At, tribe, at the tribal council, um, because if he was voted out, then she was like, no, I don't want to do this anymore, um, kind of a thing, which I felt like maybe was more of a possibility going into tribal. So it wasn't, I had no idea, honestly.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I hadn't considered that, but that would have been a very unfortunate way for things to play out as well. Um, I do also want to talk about Sean, because Sean is telling Sabaya that Emily's skeptical of her relationship with Caleb. And do we think this is like a good move from Sean to earn some trust? Do you think this will bite him in the butt? I think Sean played pretty well socially. He seemed to be in the middle of things without actually being one of the big names catching fire.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, David. I think that he, if people are saying things like that, like it's interesting when people comment online because um, I actually didn't see this, but let's say theoretically someone says, well, Why would Sean do that? He's putting himself, he's putting his neck out there. If people are doing that, then they've already ingratiated themselves with people. Like then nobody is doing anything out of the blue. Um, And that's true for any interaction you see. So if Sean is presenting that in the way that he's presenting it, he's already good with them. There's no, like everyone goes through psych tests, high EQs across the board on Survivor. If he's putting that out there, it's because he knows I'm safe here.
3: Um, mm-hmm. so I think
1: it's a good move. Uh, it's he's sharing information about someone who appears to be on the bottom. So I think it's low risk. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Tag?
2: Yeah. And I also want to say, like, I feel like Sean is also saying this to two of the, uh, apparent strong people of the tribe. Well, I guess he was only, wasn't he only saying it to Sabaya, I think, but like one of the two people who was, the really strong people. And if we're going from previous seasons uh, and just previous survivor knowledge or whatever, the strong people usually in the beginning are saved at least for tribe, quote unquote, tribe strength. Take that as you will, you know? Um, So there's also the fact that maybe, you know, Sean sees that, you know, if these people are the backbone of, uh, of the tribe and and going to help us win. Then they're probably in the safe, and I want to be on their good side if they're playing from if he's playing from like the tribe strength scenario, which is not always the case, right? Like th- th- that's not always the case. But I kind of saw it as something like you know he he knew where the strength in the tribe was, and 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 maybe he's playing just to kind of make it a little bit further and and keeping the quote unquote tribe strong.
0: Yeah, that's that's yeah, a good, good point. Well. I like Sean. I, I think we're gonna see some good stuff from him. I'm excited for all this cast to be honest. There's nobody, nice. even, even though, as we'll get into it, like I'm not sure Sifu is is playing <laughs> the best social game right now, but I'm really enjoying him as a character. So before yeah. we move on to everything happening on the Reba McIntyre tribe, I do want to finish off on Bello and say the girls make an alliance. I love this alliance.
1: I love How it. How do we feel? Yeah, I'm for the girls always, always for the girls. Like my heart is like just blown up watching it. And for Kendra to be like astutely, all the women go out early. This has been a trend. Like, let's fix that. The only way to fix that turns out is to prevent the women from going home. So they have to, they have to bind together. And um, I think early in the game is the best time to do it because, statistically a female will go home first and then if you're doing things by gender like if you're doing alliances by gender then you have a numbers problem if a female goes first so you really it's very important early in the game to be unified whatever they do later on doesn't matter but if they want to keep those women intact to the merge it's got to be done now mm-hmm. now it's time. so yeah critical timing and just like seems like they're naturally um vibing anyway so that's that's great to see actually forget wow. who are the men on bellow okay so it's bruce jake and brandon and, Brando. and the reason they were able to chat is because they were doing the sweat and savvy and then bruce was off being 45 or whatever <laughs> <laughs> I'm- okay cool yeah i like them too
2: I love, I also just love this tribe. I love all of the casts uh, on this season, honestly, but I also just really love this tribe. I really love what that lawyer bit um, with Jake and K- what was uh Katura. Uh, I just like, honestly, such good television. Great. Like the fact that she was just like, just no knowing exactly what she was doing. Just like, oh, what's this? Oh, what's this? Like, oh, that's crazy. Like blah, blah, blah. Getting him to talk about it more amazing television. I'm obsessed with the gameplay. I will say I'm always super, like, not tenuous isn't the word, but I'm always super worried when people go in lying about something so big because I I guess it's mainly because I'm a talkative person. I could never lie about something like what I do. I could maybe bend the truth. So, like, I'm an events manager. Not that that's a threatening thing at all. I could say I'm a host at a restaurant, right? But I could never be like I'm something completely different because – I, I would slip up, you know, yeah. it, you're, you're on the, I mean, you know, Maddie, you're on the beach 24 seven, right. And having to be on 24 seven is seems to be near impossible. Yeah. And so I'm always worried about somebody who's going to lie about something. So a huge part about your life, especially the fact that she's a civil rights lawyer um, and, you know, probably a huge part of her identity. Mm. Um, so I'm always really worried, but I loved this bit. I'm, yeah. I'm in for the lie because of this bit, because it was so good. Yeah, it was.
1: I agree with you, Tag. Like, I think that it, it it depends on the person what they should do or not do. I I lied about my job um, for lots of reasons, and they picked up on it. And they were like, "There's no way." I said I was an assistant to a CEO, and they were like, "There's no way this girl's an assistant." Like, what? I don't know what I did. But Kane immediately came and told me and was like, "Girl, like you need to act stupid." And, <laughs> and for Katora, like she has a very different quality where she comes off as an airhead. I mean, she's really smart. Um, she's like got this like non-threatening affect um, that having this lie, I think, is the right decision for her. Um, and let's see, like hopefully she can, to your point, keep it together. But I think it's really going to work for her, and I think that it it really plays to her advantage, being that she doesn't come forward like someone who would be, you know, this intense, high-powered person um only because of it's just the way like that she that she gives space to other people um I yeah like she's very interesting to me I think she's got a lot of qualities that can keep her under the radar even though she is a huge threat in my opinion Mm -hmm. um so I think we saw a little bit of this and I, I liked what we saw
0: I'm super excited for her. And at the very least, we know that everything with her job isn't going to go the same way that it went with Josh last season (laughs) and explode in that way. So at least we know she won't share a similar fate because I think it would be incredibly hard to recreate something of that kind of epic proportion. (laughs) Poor Josh. Josh.
1: Some of us just aren't good liars. I'm not a good liar either.
0: (laughs) And you know what? I appreciate that you own it. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how uh, everyone on forty five fares, but we go to Reba and we see Sifu living his fantasy, running and jumping through the jungle, almost giving me like similar to Danny last season yeah. with his like somersaults. Absolutely obsessed with it, but. He's. it's funny because we hear him in Confessional be like, no one knows that I'm doing this, to immediately cutting to everyone knowing that he's doing it. And then him being like, I'm playing a Tony stealthy game. And D being like, he's playing like Tony and I'm not saying that it, in a good way at all. I'm that serious. was such a
2: fun moment. I I always love, so first and foremost, I love that it's like fun, right? Like I love that that felt like a fun little thing. I loved the like, honestly, I, I love that they're casting people who are like willing to have fun like this like to me personally like that seems like s- too big of a risk right but i love that there's somebody on the island who's like willing to do things like this so early on because it makes really interesting television and i think it- it'll make really interesting things happen in the future because they're willing to kind of take these risks and i just like i'm obsessed with the fact that he got caught like like listening in on people's conversations like yeah so iconic yeah I love, I love it. Like
1: I, one of my least favorite things about uh, modern survivor is like how everyone watching you is an expert now. And so you can pick apart anything that someone does and it's like, shut up. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) Like it's a TV show. Like Mm -hmm. it is a game, but let's remember it's a TV show too. And I think that it's really fun to watch him. And I loved how like little agility he had in deflecting when they were like, (laughs) he's like, (laughs) Yeah, it's funny because I wasn't really spying on you. It's like, are you joking? <laughs> that is the best you've got. I love that. Oh like, he's so human. He got caught with his pants down. Like, it's just, it's <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah. Love Sifu. Love the energy.
0: High and physical great. agility, low social agility.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
0: good. It's so iconic.
2: Yeah, it was great great cast and like who else is on reba like jay maya is on there i'm super excited to like watch her i we didn't get much of her from the first episode did we yeah no. but i guess
1: the sense she's a great narrator i feel like this cast has really good narrators like people who came not just ready to play uh but also ready to like tell their stories which is uh sounds obvious but is not always the case and um i think they're just so well-rounded in that way that like i think you could pass the mic to any of them and i'd be like i'm gonna get an interesting perspective so so refreshing like I really really like them um I wonder if it's like an age bias thing right I like see myself in all of them and that's why I like it but um I just really feel good about this cast and i, I- I wanted to hate them, but I don't. I love them,
0: so they're making it hard for you to hate them. And that's, yeah, that's I mean, I've just totally
1: given up on the hate. I'm like, ah, okay, I love you. Fuck it.
0: Well, <laughs> it also probably helps because we're not getting these forced flashbacks, and we're getting to hear from them. And that's that was a big complaint of mine for 44 is that like. We got to see more of Brandon's pie with like a lattice top on, like that he made more than like so many other things that we could have we could have been learning about. And I'm sure Brandon is a great baker. And if he ever moves to the UK and is on Great British Bake Off, I will support him. For but Brandon. I just did not feel like that was a great use of our time. And I'm glad that even though we had a few flashbacks, um, we're hearing voices and stories from the individuals themselves, which I think is most powerful.
1: yeah. Yeah, I will say, I just started watching The Challenge for the first time. Only be- I only watch Survivor. I only care about Survivor. People always ask me if I want to do other shows. No, thank you. I don't care. I have no desire to be famous. I have no desire to be on TV. I just love Survivor. All that said, I started watching The Challenge because some friends are on it. And uh, it really makes me appreciate how even bad Survivor is, like, the best TV out there. Yeah. Uh, just the confessionals, like being able to like have momentum telling a story instead of just laying out facts of what we've just already seen happen. Uh, yeah, even bad survivors is is like great TV. So this, like with the 90 minute episodes, like I sound like a CBS plug, but I'm really excited because I'm like, yeah, we're going to see the best of survivor. We're going to see these people that are so well cast have genuine human connections that will carry the story of what happened whatever four months ago while they were on the beaches like that is so cool and I I yeah I can't wait for it wait who was holding a pie Brandon caught him
0: yeah, yeah and he, there was like a flashback I I've I talked about this so much on the podcast last season just like him with this pie and had like a lattice top and I'm
2: like yeah
1: what are we doing? what's funny is like their whole angle for him is like he's a renaissance man and it's all very true like that was true the first day we talked like he was just regaling us with all the stories of all the crazy stuff he's done like he's a backcountry snowboarder like he does like everything he does he does it well and he does a lot of different stuff but surely they could have just showed you know us talking about that versus here i am with my pie. or
2: whatever he did a lot of a lot of like photos of all the different things that he does and i i yeah the i feel like the pie was up there for a good a good solid 30 seconds, so seconds
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. And- did, like,
1: blackout his face anytime. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like my eyes start twitching. <laughs> I'm little, little,
0: little known fact about Brandon it was not Reba, it was not Bobby Gentry, it was, in fact, the multi talented Renaissance man, Brandon, who wrote Fancy. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. He does it all. We're
2: all wrong sometimes, David. It's okay. Yeah,
0: you know, at least I I know the Madonna catalog. No one can get me on that. But Reba McIntyre, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) So before we go on to the immunity challenge, one of the last things that we see on Reba is that Austin gets the beware advantage. And in this case, it's a series of tasks and he can't vote until then. And the first task is to decipher the code on the tribe flag using a little strip of the code already do we like this
1: david i'm so grateful that you gave a recap because all i could focus on was what a hunky man austin <laughs> is i was with helen and i turned to her i went there was some tight underwear <laughs> like, <laughs> i was like how those get through wardrobe because they checked they're like is it too tight like are your nipples showing like they check all your wardrobe and i was like I feel like this is not suitable for TV. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Well,
0: if Chris, if Chris Underwood, never mind. If, <laughs> if, Chris Underwood, if Chris Underwood could be on Edge of Extinction the way he was, then I think that the rules are just non-existent at this point. I,
1: I'm not even kidding. Me and Helen were just like whispering the end. I didn't know what happened while, while he was reading that paper. So thanks for telling me. So there's a there's a piece of paper and he has to hold it up to the tribe. Okay, whatever. That's cute. I don't think it's that hard to do.
2: Well, that's the first step. It's like a multi-step idol. So I think that once he finishes that, I don't know. I kind of am excited. So I, when Russell broke the idol, in my opinion, essentially just like skipping the hints and just going to look for it. I was always, I was always sad about that because I really love the deciphering of the clues. I've always loved that part of, I, I don't now i don't know that i love that it's a beware advantage but i do really like that it's like you know not just go out and like look in the jungle for the scavenger hunt that's not super interesting to the people who are watching because like we don't actually know how hard it is and they're just cutting up uh, cutting together some things you know what i mean so i kind of am really obsessed with the fact that they are actually giving like some sort of clues again because i really always loved that like my favorite Idol, hidden immunity idol that I've ever done was in China, where it was, like, actually a part of camp. And I really loved mm-hmm. that kind of thing where you really had to know or else, you know, you wouldn't have known. Like, you're walking under it all the time. Um, and so I'm super stoked to see what actually happens with this idol, um, where it is, what it looks like, because I think this is a really fun twist. And like I said, I don't know how I love that it's a beware advantage, um, I don't really care about the beware advantage that much. I mean, I guess he thought, you know, you have to think about it before you get it because you lose a vote. But I feel like the beware advantage hasn't uh, mattered that much to me in the in, in the in the grand scheme of things like it, you lose your vote. OK, but then, uh, OK, I don't really know what it, it does in the in the grand scheme of things. Um, but I'm excited to see this these this multi-step idol. I'm actually weirdly excited about it, which usually for things like this, I'm not super stoked about it. How do you guys feel about it? Nah. I, yeah, wasn't, but, I wasn't paying
1: attention I have my priorities I'm <laughs> like that's great
0: yeah it is what it is <laughs> I was more excited when you brought up the survivor China idol because I just think yeah. back to the moment where Todd gets it Todd and Amanda get it and Frosty runs over and he's like what are you guys doing and Todd treats him like he he's his child he's like Frosty no no bad Frosty no get away (laughs) um and and speaking of which we will be right back after a word from Todd Herzog himself maybe he'll scream at Frosty who knows (laughs)
3: be back soon what's up guys I'm Todd Herzog the winner of Survivor China and I want to welcome you to Todd's Pop Shop Here, me and my husband, Jess, we custom make Funko Pops. We'll make literally anybody or anything you could imagine. But being that we're here listening to the Survivor Now podcast, I'm assuming you're all Survivor fans. So take a look at these, some custom Funkos of your favorite Survivor winners, Sandra and Yule. Or how about Big Brother fans, Suri Goddess herself playing the game of Big Brother. You can also get her in Survivor form. Or maybe yourself with your favorite buff and a torch playing the game but even better get yourself with your favorite player like nora here with ozzy and since you're listening to the survivor now podcast if you mention this ad you will get ten dollars off your first order and free shipping all season long survivor 45 should be a good one mention this ad ten dollars off and free shipping I'll be watching too, still a diehard fan to this day. Hit me up on Instagram, Todd's Pop Shop, or Todd's Pop Shop at gmail.com, or on Facebook, and I will see you soon
0: unfortunately he did not scream at frosty but um maybe we can reach out and get that for you know a special one-off ad or something i would really like the bossa nova music in the background very jazzy very snazzy (laughs) um what i loved even more though was this immunity challenge because the beginning of it or part of it was a throwback to some challenges they've done in the past like the coconut basket part of it from like Micronesia and South Pacific. I don't remember which other seasons they did it on. If you're listening and watching and you know, please comment. I would appreciate that to fill the gaps in my, in my my mind. But um, yeah, how do we feel about this challenge? Anything stick out besides Brandon?
2: Not to me, honestly. Um, I uh, am, I felt like it was a little different than what we, and we know how I feel about, you know, all of these challenges where they're always the same thing in different fonts. So I felt like this one was at least a little bit different. I liked the coconut. I liked, you know, that little aspect of it. Um, uh, but I, you know, I always just kind of feel like the way it, it, it ends with the puzzle is, is it matters about the puzzle usually. Um, but I, I didn't hate it, uh, nor did I feel like I was like obsessed with it, I, which I feel like is a good, good place to be for a challenge. Maddie, did you feel any any which way about it?
1: I really liked it. Yeah. I was saying to Helen, I was like, this is better than our first challenge. I like, um, I love the wall. I love like the really high stakes, like fucking sink or swim, like figure it out situations. And it's just like so dramatic with like the human element of like stepping on one another. And ugh, I, I really love that. I do agree with the with the puzzles. It's like refreshing that there's a great equalizer, but also like stale that there's a great equalizer because it's like you want people to have to perform um but obviously like Lulu would just be totally doomed without that great equalizer and so then we would be having the discussion of like it's not fair that you don't have the puzzles and um anyway I thought it was I love the drama high drama challenges I love so the the wall for me is like I love that aspect of any challenge I, I thought it was really fun um And this is like a very Maddie thing that I noticed because I just grew up with five sisters and like I always see things through like a, a lens of like gender and sex or whatever. So one thing that was true in 44 and true in a lot of Survivor is like the person to start the challenge is usually a man. And having played Survivor, that's because you get told I'm going first. And it doesn't matter if you're like more athletic than the person going before you or younger significantly than the person going before you, if there's a dude, he will tell you, I'm going to go before you and then give you a reason why. And you just go, okay, yeah, go ahead. So I loved that Sabaya was in that shit. Like my girl started those challenges and that is something that maybe not a lot of people would notice. But for me, someone who watched Survivor as a little girl and then played Survivor and felt like, you know, I was limited in what I could do because of gender roles and things like that um I that I was like get in there bitch I was freaking out I was so happy um so that to me also was a highlight beyond just the challenge design just like seeing her go out there I love Sabaya there's no secret I tweeted it I was like I love her so um yeah that was cool I like to see that
0: yeah that was an awesome moment you're right I hadn't even, I hadn't caught that from my myopic man point of, point of view, <laughs> but like, that is awesome. And and I hadn't even thought about that. I'm sure that does come up. I'm sure. It, and that's true. Historically, it's always the men. And sometimes mm. we rarely get that insight of like the conversations before the challenge, but it's almost always a guy being oh, yeah. like, it's going to be me. I'm going to be yeah, doing yeah, yeah. it. Yeah,
2: Like, it's always, like, and I always say, if there's one thing about me, I'm always very, I'm very, like, I'm not confident about a lot of things, but one thing I am confident about myself is my hand-eye coordination, and, like, I'm really great at throwing stuff, but I've always, but it's always dudes who are a part of, like, the throwing part of, like, the challenge, and um, I remember she was, she was in there throwing the, throwing the coconuts, and I was like, yes, yeah, there are ladies, the coconuts! Emily,
0: Emily's cousin has told us that maybe... Maybe Sabaya wasn't the only woman starting the challenge. Right, I
2: love that.
1: That's really that awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is amazing. And Thank just to so add much.
1: some context because people will be like that's not true. One of like my only memories from Survivor challenges is like literally being told we're going to go through the mud before you because we'll we'll be able to clear out the mud with our big bodies. <laughs> no, there was plenty of mud <laughs> it's nothing to do with it. it's all optics of like i want to be seen running first and whatever so I, very annoying little small detail that happens and i love the way that 45 is approaching this as like the best person's gonna start the challenge
0: as it, it should is. be as yeah. it should be and i actually found a moment very funny and maybe maybe emily's cousin can illuminate this for us but um as Brandon is struggling to get through the mud, it cuts to Emily flatly saying, you got this. And like the most like unenthusiastic, honestly, and I thought it was like, it's probably because she's incredibly exhausted and she's trying to catch her breath, but also still trying to be supportive. But it just made me cackle. It sort of reminded me of last season when Carolyn was inside of the that caption. Yeah. And then we get Carson being like, yeah, um, that's." I think that's for different reasons,
1: because I think Carson like, is normally very um animated and like sincere, but he was just sick. Was and empty. I love Emily's like how dry she is and just like is not gonna do like a dance monkey dance like thing ever. Like if she's not interested in something or she's not into it, like you will know. And I love that.
2: I'm like so upset <laughs> with her. Like honestly, like not, like Emily I'm obsessed with her. But can I also say the big the big player of this challenge that uh, was shocking to me, um, the buff. Can yeah, we talk about cool. the buff? I am nervous putting this over my head sometimes. Like <laughs> the buff hoisted up, what was it, two people? I just like had no idea that that kind of strength was in this piece of cloth. Like yeah. iconic, like that was a that was a seventh and eighth team member right there.
1: You know, Jeff was like frothing at that. He was like, the
2: <laughs> it's
1: indestructible. <laughs> it is cool. I'm like, it's on my body. Like people wear it as like mini skirts. I love They're it. They're
0: incredible. I yeah. feel like m- maybe since they got some more attention, maybe they'll actually invest some time in picking different colors.
2: <laughs> I do wonder what that's about. Hmm. There are only three colors. Don't you know this, David? There are only that's three true. colors. I You're say.
0: right. The buy-on pink buff that I was telling you before we started that I was considering buying on eBay. Pink doesn't exist. There are only three colors.
2: Yeah. But uh, Men are allergic to pink, David. They can't be on a tribe with a pink buff because I, I've seen it. They're allergic to it.
0: Me and my limperist never. David,
2: I need to know how much
1: a vintage buff goes for.
0: Okay, so which one are we talking about? You so, tell me. Okay. What's the range? Okay, so... This is. I'm really glad we can go off on this tangent. As you can see, I have an extensive I know, collection. I know. I'm impressed. Uh, thank you. I have been collecting for a while. It's a problem. My family and friends are very concerned. There have been interventions. They haven't worked, but they're trying. And that's
1: why we're, that's why we're here. This is, yes, that 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 is why we're here.
0: Yes. <laughs> and um, I'm not going to stop. Um, I'm buying one right now. Um, so. <laughs> so some seasons are easier to come across than others so like marquesas and thailand even though they were only sold for a limited window they're actually somewhat easier to get than others obviously the ones that are super easy to buy are the ones that are still on sale on buff.com or on cbs's website from the last couple seasons um but tika is sold out because you know yeah but um some some of them are like super expensive like the token chains buffs usually go for somewhere around like $800 a piece. Um, the ones for, from Micronesia, also $800 to $900 to $1,000. Really crazy. All stars, also super hard. Wow. Um, I pounced on getting Polu because it was a pretty good deal at the time. But South Pacific can go for a really high amount of money. Like okay, It really depends. What's yeah. the most
1: you have spent on a buff?
0: Ooh, this is brutal. Okay, no, no, I have no shame. Um, So, (laughs) believe it or not, my favorite buffs aren't the ones that are most expensive. So, like the Guatemala Yasha buff, I just think is a beautiful color. The unused merge buff from Plow, also a beautiful color. I'm pretty sure the upolu buff that I bought recently was the most expensive. It was, um, I think, two hundred and ten dollars with wow. shipping in total. I did get into, you know, a minor car accident that day, so it was my way of cheering myself up. Yeah, that was my way of gassing myself up. And life's too um, short. Yeah, yes, and I'm just buff. exactly, nice and I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with South Pacific, and I want to be a part of the upolu uh, cult. And since I couldn't be, this is my way of pretending I love- that I am.
1: Speaking so. of Yasha, that's one of my favorite tribe names ever. Yeah. It's like it's so better than Reba. Sorry, Reba's I agree.
0: <laughs> and it has the iconic Brian Corden. Yes, member, I love it. So. so
1: Brian Corden works for my uncle and has had the same job since he was like 23 for my uncle, and my uncle happened to be a huge Survivor fan, and Brian didn't know, and my uncle didn't know that Brian was on Survivor, but he knew that when Brian was starting to work for him that he was not going to be able to start for a few months. How crazy. So when I was, like, in fifth grade, I had Brian sign, like, a little sticky note for me. Um, And, yeah, now, like, now I've been on Survivor for a second, and we're friends, and, like, in the New York City Survivor community. So, yeah, I'm a Brian lover, too, all to say. Such a small,
0: weird Survivor world that's awesome yeah
2: i well just so brian also used to be a regular at ryan's old bar and brian walked in one time and i was like
1: <laughs> yeah well he what? looks exactly the same too you like survivor and there's something in the well water on survivor like they don't age like eliza yeah. looks the same brian looks the it's same wild. it's incredible wild. yeah
2: yeah, brian's an icon wild.
1: he's great i i would love to i mean he's like a a pre-merge icon like someone that you know, I wish would have come back. Uh, his confessionals were incredible, and also like someone that really could have won that season. Um, so, how oh, my heart breaks for those kinds of people.
2: It's for things like this, is which is why I want to have a pre. I want to have a pre-merge season. I want to do. I I really because everyone wants a first boot season. Well, which I while I feel would be That's really right. interesting. I I feel like it'd be more likely for there to be a pre-merge season where the the the. the uh, what's the word the pool of people to pick from is a little bit bigger mm-hmm. and like I feel like people like Brian and you and uh just like so many iconic people who were pre-merge just would be so good on it and I think 10 out of 10 would be a great season but
0: yeah Un- undoubtedly. I only want a first boot season if Francesca can be the first boot for a third. Time. <laughs> That's the only way that I think that should be greenlit. She I gets an, some extra money on the side so she knows what she's getting herself into. And then she's the first boot. I think that would be iconic television. Happy we'll find out. We'll find out if she did eat that rock from Karamoan after all. Um, and yeah, it'll be yeah. a good time. But... <laughs> Don't have your to, if
1: It ain't
0: happening. <laughs> well, maybe one day. Probably not. But back to yeah. Survivor 45. So Bello ends up winning immunity. Reba wins second. And that means Delulu is headed to Tribal Council. I also like this immunity idol, but I think the first part is just so much cooler than the second. Like the second is like, here's the stand. It was on <laughs> really like not funny. even the rest of the bird, or you could like split the bird in half or something. I don't know. Yeah. Get creative.
2: The survivor does this a lot. And it is literally, my, it is not literally, but it is figuratively my biggest pet peeve where they will have a really cool idol. And then they'll, the they'll, the split would just be like the base and then the top part. I'm like, come on. You have a whole production team. Please just do something a little bit yeah. different than that. Uh, but and I'm so passionate so too.
1: I so right, it's kind of crazy
2: that it ends up like that.
1: Yeah, it's like they don't half-ass anything on Survivor. So when you when you come up with like a stump and then a beautiful bird, it's like, what happened?
2: <laughs> I know <laughs> you so, all care. <laughs> some wings, maybe you're like, uh, I don't know, yeah. a pelican diving into water. Like I, I do know. like it
1: though. When when we got to our first challenge and there was a sword and a. Uh, what the fuck? shield i was like are you fucking kidding me was-
0: really <laughs> oh i, I thought that like was it i thought it was epic especially when kane was riding in with okay,
1: it it's that fun. was iconic it's fun but i was like what the fuck season is this <laughs> like, what <laughs> is happening
2: it was uh, dungeons and dragons Jaguar. promo yeah
0: i was gonna ask did anyone talk about the fact that it, there was this like subtext of medieval theme at but like it was never like outwardly like it yeah yeah
1: it's funny um riding in on the boats for the opening sequence we could see that there were um uh insignia on the boats uh there was like a castle on tika and then for us it was the swords and then soka were the two-headed birds and like looking at soka i was like yeah they seem like two-headed people like they were like very like they were very slytherin vibes like just smiling but you knew that they were like devils and then for us we were like more stoic and then the Tika's, they looked like this like beautiful like rosy-cheeked group of people um And then nothing came of it. I always thought that it was like going to come out that like there was a theme that we didn't know about that we were like falling into and like almost like Truman Showy, like these people are these people, these people are these people. And like the audience knows, but we don't know. And we're just feeding into the themes without knowing about it. But yeah, it just was never a thing. Kind of weird. I don't know. That's
0: very interesting, especially because, there is evidence that they've sort of done this in the past. Like, I know Gabon was supposed to be good versus evil, and one tribe was supposed to be like the cutthroat people who are mean in real life and willing to do whatever they want. And I spent some time with uh, some some friends actually thinking about who would go on which tribe, and it actually worked out sort of well. The numbers split, um, and apparently they scrapped that after a couple days in. But maybe they did intend for some sort of some sort. I wonder.
1: Of, uh, yeah. Um, it was an unspoken thing, like a lot of tension at the very beginning of the game when we're not allowed to talk, but everybody's like trying to pick up on anything that they can. And I remember Matthew on our boat was like, hey, what does that say on that boat? And then the production was like, we can't tell you, <laughs> 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 <do> you mean? <laughs> So yeah, it was very much a thing that just then became not a thing. I don't know.
0: Interesting. So uh, Yeah,
1: but I wonder the significance of the bird here, if we'll ever figure it out or if it's just kind of cute. But the, yeah to the the immunity is leave something to be desired but next time
0: just just a little bit so we're back at lulu and i feel for brandon i know i've i know i've made some some jokes at his expense during this podcast but i really do feel for him especially when he's talking about the physical pain that he's been in and i think he said something about like it's been over like 10 hours or something it was probably more than that but i feel for him because Mm -hmm. i can't imagine like also being physically and emotionally or drained and then in pain on top of that. So, but he did say I'm a physical liability and I'm going to continue to be a physical liability. And you know what I hear when I, when I hear that a check being cashed for a million dollars, keep this go around. Yeah. If that was me, yeah. I'd say, yes, yes. I'm so sorry. You're in pain, but we're just going to have to keep you for a little longer.
1: Yeah. There's a couple ways he can play it. If, if he can, Get back in his body, and you know, I like, I really see him having like almost a dissociative experience, which is relatable. Like, I think we all go through it on some level, and then people rein it in at their own paces. And for him, it's like very much become part of the edit. So it must have been, you know, it must have been taking him a second to get his his bearings. But I think, I mean, I think Brandon's really smart. I think he's clearly very likable. Um, his social IQ is like very high. And, um, I don't think self-awareness is an issue for him as long as he can ground himself. And so I think exactly what you just said, David, like that is the way for him to play it if he can just catch up to himself. Um, so I'm really rooting for him. Like I love an underdog and I think who could be more of an underdog coming out of that episode than Brandon. So I want to see him, I want to see him get his. Get his sea legs and get up a fucking ladder.
0: (laughs) Yeah, seriously. He'll be okay.
1: He's he's a smart guy. Yeah. I
0: immediately thought of that gif from uh, Survivor Guatemala of Rafe trying to get up a ladder as well, and he just keeps falling or I I can't remember what it was. But then I and I I always laughed so much at that, but I realized after the fact, and he said, Oh, it's because I had dysentery. Oh, okay, sorry. Fully didn't fully did not grasp like (laughs) the severity of the situation. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Maybe Brandon has dysentery. I yeah, think that's the angle. Who if knows. we're Brandon's PR team, we need to hit Twitter right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I said this earlier, but I really like Brandon. I might be biased because I've seen some of his videos on the interwebs and I think he's really funny. Like, yeah, I, I think he is really funny, really self-aware. And um, I'm really, really rooting for him. Um, and it's not because he's, like, so far deep in, like, the Survivor fandom. It's not even because of that. It's because I just think that he has a really interesting and funny personality. And I think it would tra- it translates really well to the TV. Like, I feel like the more I watch Survivor, the more, like, I went from it being a TV show to it being a game. Now I'm seeing it kind of as a little bit of both. Yeah. And I really want there to be... Like, I want it to be good TV, but I also want it to be a good game. And um, and I want people who want to play a good game out there. So I just think that, like, I, I, I really equated it to, like, was it David Wright? It was either David Wright or somebody else who was, like, the first three days, they were, like, really hurting. Like, they were really bad. And then they turned it around and made it, like... A really, really far. I think it was David Wright, made yeah, it like it really far in the game, like his first season. Um, and I'm really hoping that something like that happens. I think he just needs to get his bearings. Like, I think he needs, to, I honestly feel like maybe going to tribal, maybe like yeah. whipped it around for him, made him like realize where he's at. And like I think that maybe, and that's maybe me being hopeful, but I really do. I feel like once you get your bearings, you're yeah. used to kind of what's going on. And and if his pain isn't is is and his like acid reflux isn't getting worse. I, I really hope that he can like make it through and because I, I honestly think he'll give some really good television
1: totally agree. i, I want to see this guy for many more episodes so yeah. i hope he can he can get with it yep. <laughs> yeah get
0: your get your flux in check there <laughs> um i also hear area <laughs> right right, right.
1: <laughs> that's so good
0: my mind automatically went to Tyson in Blood versus Water and the fact that, yes, was he? did he hurt himself during the season? Absolutely. It was a real injury. But did he milk that injury for all it was worth and then downplay his threat level? Yes. And I hope that Brandon can use this in an opportunistic way for mm-hmm. his own gain and be like, y'all thought I had flux. Turns out this was just, you know, a smokescreen and I'm actually an Olympic athlete. That's what I want to happen. a reveal.
1: Yeah, I think we yeah. all we all want that. I think that a, what's iconic. happening is a lot more human. <laughs> um, and so I, I just want to see the full picture of Brandon unravel. I don't want it to just like this define him. So we'll see what happens. Crossing my yeah. fingers.
0: Yeah. So then we get to tribal, the tribal. Tegwith, why don't you walk us through, you know, some highlights for you of, of this tribal?
2: I honestly blacked out at the end and I can't remember what happened. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I thought that it was like I kept doing this face. I kept going, like, like, cause because so much was going on in the first tribal. Like, I don't know, I felt like there was a lot of going like a lot of back and forth between um Sabaya and Emily because obviously they had a lot of like, you know, grievances to error. Um, Emily was not afraid to kind of say her piece. Um, and I that was pretty amazing. But then also obviously like everything that's going on with hannah um and it wasn't until like the very end when i kind of realized what was actually going on uh and then that's kind of when i like all the rest of tribal i was kind of shocked because what i typically do is when i watch survivor i will re- re- i will always like go around and be like who do you think is going to be voted out who's like videotape it and i'll put it on like the the the, the tiktok uh, uh at the end of after the episode and um I was so caught off guard that like, that wasn't going to happen that I was like, like trying to find my bearings. And I just was like, what in the world just happened, which kind of made it an interesting ending to the episode. In my opinion, I know a lot of people are kind of like not loving it, but I kind of felt like it was something that was memorable and um, made it uh, a a little bit, you know, more of a real experience almost um, because we saw that. But, I don't know the back and forth between was it was it Caleb? I guess I'm pretty sure Caleb talked a little bit too uh, about everything that was going on with like him and Sabaya and also um, them two and Emily, right?
0: Yeah, and uh, Sabaya makes a really good point about saying like, look, if you want to leave, you can, but like maybe wait because it might not be the best for the team. And I, I liked the stance that she took on that um immediately thought of dina bennett in survivor amazon when shauna was sick and not feeling great and we see dina in confessional like i don't care how she feels she's gonna be here no matter what she wants to do um and obviously survivor was saying that in a much nicer way but if it is a team portion of the game like you want to be able to benefit as many people as possible um Unless you're, you know, really out for yourself. And obviously Hannah was in a position where like it was too much for her. And I'm not saying that she didn't make the best decision for her because I respect that she honored her feelings and what she wanted to do. I'm not trying to discount that. But I also think that Sabaya has a really good point of like, if you can keep it together, you don't have to really do much. And but... I
1: wonder from a strategic perspective, like, yes, it's a team portion of the game, but I'm wondering if the subtext of what Sabaya is saying is like, you, I maybe they know that Emily's a dead woman walking it anyway, like, right? Like maybe they're like, she's not her, sorry, not Emily, um, Hannah. Mm-hmm. Hannah's heart is not in this. Like, if it's me, the more people that go, the quicker, the better. So let's vote someone out tonight. And then if Hannah's going to quit tomorrow, then Hannah's going to quit tomorrow, but let's get two people out in the first couple days. And that's just like me. Like I, some people want to go into there's, there's reason to believe that going into the merge with numbers is important in the new era, except for 44 had a different situation, but up until 44, well, 41 and 42, that was the case that you wanted to hit the merge. The, the, Tribe that hit the merge with most numbers produced the winner in 41 and 42 so when we went to play that's what we knew and uh, I think 45 had seen some of 44. I don't know where they were when they when I don't know who had just gotten out I think Josh had just gotten out when they left so hadn't hit the merge yet. Anyway, all to say. I, I would be inclined to get out as many people as possible. I wouldn't really care about Matt singing. Like I'm fine with any of that. So I wonder if that's where Sabaya's head is um, in terms of like, no, let's vote out who we want to. And then Hannah, if you want to quit later, then then you can quit. I wonder if that just wasn't you know spoon fed to the audience and that was there. Uh, that would be how I'm thinking. And I haven't heard a lot of people talking about that as an option, but um, obviously it doesn't matter because what happen, happened happened crazy Mm -hmm. um
0: yeah absolutely and so Hannah does end up deciding to quit and she's very direct about it which I love how Jeff is like wait so let's clarify is this what you want to do and she's like yeah I can't say it anymore directly like I don't (laughs) want to be here anymore (laughs) which I loved like if that's what you're gonna do stick to your guns yeah Yeah. own your choice and I really admired that Tegwith what do you think?
2: I, well, here's the thing. I, as someone who wants to be on the show, obviously I was a little sad to see somebody quit something that I myself would really love to see, but I also myself have not been cast. So like, I, it's not like I'm like, oh man, it's not like I'm the alternate. You know, it's not like I'm like the person who would have taken her place. Like I have never, I, it's not feasible for me right now. So as somebody who wants to be on the show, obviously it was like a little sad. But then here comes the part of me that's like it's a game, right? But it's also a TV show. And I would have and I've said this a couple of times, but I would much rather have somebody who does not want to be on the show go out day two, day one, day three than get dragged along drug along whatever until like until they see fit and then get rid of her because this person is not going to be producing content and the content that they will be producing is going to be i'm miserable i'm miserable i don't want to be here i would like to not be here and and this is why they don't want to do a cold cold weather survivor right because if you're miserable like it's not good content it's just like i'm miserable and no one really enjoys watching somebody well at least i don't i don't enjoy people watching i don't enjoy watching them being miserable and so i would much rather have somebody who doesn't want to be there quit day two and get to keep the people who will actually give to the gameplay actually produce some things for the show um because like in theory it was probably emily that was going to be going right and if emily was the first boot i would be so upset like i would be really upset because let, let me also just say, <laughs> just say one is one thing really quickly, kind of a tangent. Everyone, everyone in the Survivor verse has been like, we need someone who's causing chaos. We need a villain. And then all of a sudden, somebody who's causing chaos. And everyone's like, I'm mad. When, I'm why seeing all chaos? love.
1: I'm seeing all love. No, I am seeing, seeing
0: so much vitriol. It
1: is really wild to me. It is wild, wild. to me. I'm like my um algorithm knows me.
2: I'm seeing like p- people love her. And I'm like, great me too <laughs> I'm like 50, 50. it's so weird to me because i'm like we all were just talking about how we want somebody who's causing chaos and who's maybe a little bit more of a villain and bringing out like this kind of a thing and not just all kumbaya and all of a sudden we have it and now we're all complaining okay let's check ourselves a little bit
1: yeah but what honestly to that whatever yeah like she like she is she's on survivor because she is unique mm-hmm. and a lot of the times people with different opinions or different ways of approaching things are criticized and whatever. I think it's a good thing. Like yep. I, if she's making waves among like all of these people, like then she's, I, honestly, she's doing something right. <laughs> like oh. I, uh, fuck it. Who cares? Exactly. Yeah. And,
2: I'm, and I'm so happy she's still in because in theory, I think she probably would have been the one going if I, if the information that I read was correct. Uh, and so I'm much, I would much rather see, and I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not really see Hannah quit and leave and get to keep Emily than the other way around. So I take you step back. I'm not even positive that
1: Emily was going to go. I mean, that's really? what the edit made it look like. But I think that there was like very good reason and lots of um, confessionals that led us to believe that Brandon was it a did. target as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm even convinced that that. Emily was going to go, but obviously that's what they wanted us to think.
2: What's her name on the, the one who went from Bello to Lu, uh, to Lulu. She cast a vote for Brandon. Um, I forgot twist. about this. Yeah. The, the Kendra. twist.
0: Yeah. Tag with, I need you to clarify this for those who don't know what's going on.
2: Oh, okay. So um, there was a twist that was not shown in this episode um, that did happen. So the winner uh, of the immunity challenge, they got to send one person to the losers tribe. So Bello got to send one person to Lulu um, to be there prior to tribal council. They got to watch all of the chaos before tribal council, all of that good stuff. Um, and then the big twist is not only do they get all this information, they get to make you know friends on this tribe, but they also got to cast a vote against one person that was going to be read at tribal council. So obviously no votes were like officially cast, like written on paper and no, or I think, and no votes were like read. So this was not actually read at um, tribal council. And it so it wasn't like integral to what happened at the end. So it wasn't shown. I'm really hoping that they go back and like show what happened because, and I hope they do this twist again, because I'm actually super excited about this kind of, this twist. Um, but from my understanding is that Kendra voted for Brandon Um Uh, in that you know, tribal, so having been, yeah, what having been at
1: camp with them as they were making decisions. And if you were Kendra with that power, what would you do? Would you be trying to screw up whatever they're trying to implement, or would you be trying to use it as an opportunity to make a bond with them and help them Mm -hmm. achieve it? I like it's interesting, there's a lot of layers to that twist. I actually kind of like it. Um, so it I mean, what can we deduce from knowing that she voted for Brandon? Do we think she was trying to um, blow up their plan or was she trying to sow a
2: relationship? I feel I'm like i convinced that
1: Emily was gonna go
2: home. Yeah go I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. I think I think there was probably a good chance that it was gonna be Brandon uh, like if I'm take a step back and like look at it more a little bit more critically um, And I feel like Kendra's the kind of person who would probably, in this very beginning stage, want to kind of sow some cor- sort of like, um, like agreement, like uh, you know. But I, I don't know. It could be totally wrong, David, What do you think?
0: Yeah, I'm. I, I believe that this was the latter option that you presented, Maddie. I think that she was trying to sow some some seeds and, and trying to you know set up her game for the future. So, also, Teg, with circling back to why they're never going to do a Survivor season somewhere cold. Um, I also think it has to do a lot with bodies and the fact that as you saw, Austin was on full display. So the the departments definitely know what they're doing when they're picking clothes and definitely <laughs> yeah. trying to appeal to some viewership in that way. Um, be honest, like we know that that's part of the equation. It has to be a part of the equation. That's why they were casting Mactors for so long in, in the, yeah. the t- tweens and tens and twenties and... all of of those seasons. So definitely, unfortunately, a factor. Um, That being said, we will be right back after this quick break, and we will then be uh, giving out awards about who played the best socially and who maybe needs some, some room for improvement.
2: Hi, Survivor Now podcast listeners. I am Katie from KT Designs, better known as Katie Tedesco Art on both Instagram and Etsy. I have been designing and selling Survivor products for over seven years at my Etsy shop, including replicas like hidden immunity idols and Survivor trading cards with all of the players' stats on the back. I am so grateful for Survivor Now for giving me the shout out and helping me reach even more superfans. I love listening to their podcast. So, if you are looking for some really unique reality TV products for yourself or to give a super fan in your life, come check out my Etsy shop at www.etsy.com/shop/KatieTedescoArt.com.
0: And we are back, and it is award season. Um, it's not the Grammys. We're not giving awards out to our favorite Madonna song, which we should honestly have done as well. That could have been part of <laughs> yeah. our, uh, maybe we'll make that part of our, our our award season going forward in every episode. But for today, what we will be doing is awarding the Social Butterfly Award to the individual we feel played the best. We'll each get to give one out. And then after that, we will give away the driver of the social struggle bus award to the individual who we feel just based on this episode could use a little improvement in their social game. So Maddie, as our guest, I would love for you to go first.
1: Okay. My, so starting with who I'm awarding the social butterfly award has to go to my girl Sabaya. I'm obsessed with her. I think she won the hearts of America, but I also think that she's solidified herself as a quiet leader on her tribe. Although I guess you could make the argument that you know Emily's cl- clocking her, so <laughs> I'd take that with a grain of salt. But I think that she has um, a good confidence about her. That's a quiet confidence that will lead her far into the game. And so I liked what I saw from this episode. She's likable. She's confident. She's uh, people are coming to her versus her going to them. Those are all good signs. Um, what what's the mean award? What's the name of it? <laughs>
0: The driver of the social struggle bus.
1: Okay. The driver of the social struggle bus this week is my baby boy, Bruce. Um, only because I know what Bruce is capable of. And um, he needs to get his head on straight. You're with a bunch, think of Ponderosa, Bruce. Think of Ponderosa. You're with a bunch of young folk. Like you need to let them play their individualistic game. I know that he's, he's so good at winning hearts and minds. He needs to just be a friend, not lead anyone to water, like let them figure out how to drink themselves. They don't want your help. And so he will figure it out. He's a very smart dude. Uh, he is super charismatic. He's lovely to hang out with. And uh, just because of the tribe breakdown, he gets the award for the social struggle bus this week. But next week, I don't know, based on the trailers, but hopefully it's like, um, you know, we start heading up after that. But yeah, this week it has to go to my dear Bruce. I love you. And I know he'll forgive me, so I can say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Teg, what um, about you?
2: Sure. So um, I I'll guess I'll start with the social butterfly. Um, I'm going to have to give that to Ketora. Um, I think that she, number one, she's in an alliance that I really love. Um, and, and I'm really excited and it's a little bit of a different social, like she's not really building an alliance in this way, but I really love the way that she is using other people and kind of like putting and essentially targets on their backs, which is an aspect of the social game. Right. You know, like, and it's, and it's not drawing any attention to her. I think it's really interesting, really in, uh, ingenu in yeah, smart. Ingenious. Um, <laughs> ingenuitive, or something. That's what I was trying to say, but that's not a real word. Um, Ingenious yeah 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 i liked it it's it's yeah. interesting um i'm not smart but you know I, that's why i can't think of the word um Tech was very but, smart. Tech was very
0: you're smart. very smart
2: <laughs> but i i think it's just a really cool and different side to the social game that we don't see as much and i'm really excited to see what she does with it and so i'm definitely going to have to say um katora and then for the social struggle bus. I don't this is a hard one because I feel like the obvious choice would be Emily. But here's the thing: I think she's drawing an interesting, like big target on herself in 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 some sort of a way, which I think is actually almost better, especially after talking to both of you. Like I think it's kind of an interesting thing that's that'll that'll actually get her through further. Um, and so what I will probably have to say then is rather than Emily I think I'm going to go with Sifu um I think is his name um only because I love the content that he's giving like I love that that the what we're seeing on the show and all of this fun stuff that's going on um but I just worry that it's it's just drawing attention to him in the wrong kind of a way whereas Emily is drawing a lot of attention to herself I feel like it's almost going to help her get it through in some weird way like I feel like it's actually going to help her in the long run whereas this one I feel like they might see him as somebody who is not super trustworthy because he's been caught spying and and you know and he's been caught doing these things and so that's kind of why I worry for that kind of social aspect of it so that's why I'm going to have to give it to him I guess yeah
0: Absolutely. Those are good choices. I'm going to go with a mix of both of yours or mine. So for the Social Butterfly Award, I'm giving it to Sabaya because... As you said, Maddie, she, and as we've all said throughout the episode, she's just been killing it. And I'd also have to agree for the social struggle bus driver that that would have to be Sifu this week, which makes me sad because, yeah, he was super entertaining, but people who do Tai Chi who are on Survivor don't always have, uh, I don't know, the best uh, social game. Um, Maybe, I hope that Sifu will will prove me wrong because he's got a winning smile and uh, I don't think he'll be leading a a cult the same way that Coach did, but... All right, that, those were our awards. And what a great way to start season 45. Maddie, where can we find you? Where can we keep up with all things Maddie?
1: Um, y'all can follow me at Jeff probes Can You Hear Me with you spelled out all the way for Instagram. And then if you want to follow me on my chaotic Twitter, it's Jeff Can You Hear Me? So no probes. And the U is just a letter U. Um, yeah. Proceed awesome. with caution if you follow. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Literally the most iconic screen name of all time. <laughs> so so it, it is
0: <laughs> genuinely. And thank you so so much for joining us. It was an absolute blast having you, hearing all of your thoughts on the season. We we will be keeping track with all things Maddie in the future.
1: Aw, thanks for having me, you guys. This is so fun, um, and I want to see more Survivor social. It's so a fish. You guys got ads. You're doing it. Right? Love it. <laughs> You're the dang thing. Yes, you oh, are. Yeah. Okay, sure love are. you guys. Thank you so much.
0: You're so welcome. Bye everyone. Thank you so much. Be sure to t- tune into Survivor Social next week and check us out on Survivor Social Lights at Instagram and Survivor Social Pod at gmail.com. If you want to email us your questions, and we will catch you next week. Thank you so much.
1: This is where Madonna plays.